Hey, hey, it feels like it's been a while since I've recorded a podcast. I planned ahead so that I could take most of the month of December off to rest and focus on family. And wow, it feels like so much has happened in my heart since then. It feels a little overwhelming to hop back behind the mic because I'm not sure where to start. But I will say that I'm trusting deeper and my desire more than ever this year is to speak what's on God's heart. My hands and my plans are very, very much open with the Nourishing Mompreneur. So we'll just see how it goes. But, you know, even if it's not what's popular or entertaining, I don't think that's ever been the case here on this podcast, but even if it's not what maybe feels good or gives your ego the pat on the back, like I want to speak whatever God is saying to move how he's leading and really just be a friend that shares truth and more of God's perspective. We need more truth and light in this world and we need more vision more than ever in our lives as believers. So all that to say, I can't wait to rise up with you in 2022 while we stand lock arms strong as women on mission with a heart surrendered. So by the way, I want to let you know that if you've chosen to make your plans, but to let the Lord ordain your steps, if you are starting out the year very focused and surrendered and wanting to just dedicate your year to the Lord, I have a free gift for you. I created this phone wallpaper for my phone last January. I really wanted to stay rooted and surrender to God's best in my life. So I wanted to share this with you. It's a beautiful screensaver. It just is a reminder that hey, God, this is your year and I trust you. So check it out. Um, I'll leave the link in the show notes so you can just click on that, download it to your phone or your desktop, take advantage of this free wallpaper. It's really cute and I think you'll really be encouraged by it. And also, if you have not had a chance yet, if you've listened to one or two or three or more of the podcast episodes, if it has encouraged you in any way, please, it would mean the world to me if you would take a second to leave a written review. That is the biggest way you can just say thanks for me, showing up week after week, giving my precious time to just walk alongside you on your faith journey. So do that if you have a second. That would be so much appreciated. So I can't wait to see what the Lord is going to do this year in my life, in your life in 2022. And I just can't wait to grow with you. So today I want to talk about the importance of vision, why this is so, so important and why having vision is superior than having goals as you begin 2022. Welcome back to the Nourishing Mompreneur Podcast, where we get encouraged and empowered as we pursue our greatest potential within the walls of our home. Hey mama, my name is Michelle Hyatt and I'm so thankful you're here. Do you feel like your life is good, but something in you feels unfulfilled? Do you feel stuck in the trenches of motherhood, exhausted and working so hard, but feeling like you're getting nowhere? Do you have big dreams you hold in your heart, but you've been living small? Are you motivated for more, but don't have the clarity or the courage to do anything about it? Do you want to discover God's best and see if it's really possible to be an excellent wife, an intentional mother, and be successful in business, all for the glory of God? As a wife of 16 years, a homeschooling mama of five, and an entrepreneur, I know exactly how you feel, every bit of it. I truly believe that the most important work you will ever do is within the walls of your home and that there is purpose in every season. If you are a fellow business-minded mama with a heart for home and a love for Jesus, Let's process this journey and grow together. Hey girl, let me officially say happy new year. 
this is the time of the year where you set out to write and execute your 2022 goals. You've probably already written that out and you're trying to get focused on that. I'm not sure if this process feels hard or enjoyable to you, but I personally always have loved setting goals or intentions. I love working and doing good, growing and doing better, being organized, focused, and intentional. But what I've learned this year is that more than goals, I need vision in my life. It's vision that actually changes everything. I don't know about you, but have you noticed in your life how you go through cycles and often find yourself back in the same spot, yet it is deeper and it's different? Let me give you an example. Just this past month in December, I was looking at Facebook memories and it was so fascinating that the exact same day that I was working through something um, in my own heart, the year before and the year before that, I was sharing and speaking on the same things, that God was doing a similar thing at the exact same time, at the exact same point in the year. But the thing is, is that even though it may seem like, oh my man, this place is familiar, I've already been here before, or I'm, I'm not growing, or here I am back at square one again, you're not, because you're not the same person that you were last year, and you're not in the same season that you are now. And so I believe that God is doing a new thing, but I believe that growth and life goes in cycles. It's kind of, I picture it like an onion, the spiritual growth journey. It's like the Lord is peeling back these layers and each time there's, it's deeper and it's more and it's better, even though it may seem like at times it's like, man, I'm here I am again, but I believe that God is doing it. And I think that just like an onion, <laughs> each layer, it comes with tears. <laughs> there's a lot of tears that go through the process, but it's doing something. And vision is really important when we're growing because for example, another example in entrepreneurship, if you set out to grow a business, let's just say, and you're picturing it in your mind like a straight line, we know that success is not linear. It's not, here's where I start and it's this straight line upward and forward. It doesn't look like that because when you actually get going and you start to go through those dips and those down cycles on your journey, you're going to want to quit if you think that's what it looks like. The real vision of entrepreneurship, and we know we've seen that graph a million times, it's like, this is what success looks like. And the line actually is up and down and squiggly. How I actually picture it is take, take that straight linear line, which is actually not what success looks like, and just draw circles around it. And I feel like that's how growth looks to me spiritually. It's like this constant cycle and these, these circles of growth, but at the same time, you're moving forward and upward and higher in him. And that's what's most important. So just know that you are in a new place. Even if there's parts of it this year starting out that seem familiar to last year, you're new and God's doing a new thing. And you just need to keep the bigger vision and, the, and his perspective in mind. Having vision, it gives you more grace for the journey. So let's look real quick at the definitions of goal versus vision real quick, just to see the difference. Goal, a goal is something that you are trying to do or achieve. Vision is the act or power of seeing. So goals are based more on works, but vision is the thing that gives you the clarity on what to do, how to do it, when to do it. Vision gives you the power to see so that you can respond properly and walk in truth. And you won't know what goals to set or what to practically do 
if you can't see properly. One thing I've noticed as I've sought the Lord and surrendered to the Lord more this past year is that the less of my goals I can see or even seem to matter, the more I learn to trust God daily, one step at a time. Trusting him just to be my daily bread, submitting the right to know too far ahead. I love to have that sense of control where it's like, okay, I know what I'm doing. I know where I'm going. And I know this is what this is going to look like. But really, it's like, no, Lord, I just am trusting you daily. So what I've noticed this year as I've been walking more surrendered than ever before is that although I've been more short-sighted on my goals, if you will, I've been more secure, more secure in him, if that makes sense. So I just want to assure you to take some of the pressure off because you don't need to have crazy goals and have the next one year, five year, or 10 years all mapped out in your life. You don't have to have all that figured out. It's actually better not to. You need to trust, but you really do need vision. Why? Because vision is going to allow you to see and know God. Vision is going to secure your identity. Vision is going to give you the wisdom on how to live. It's going to give you the grace to wait on the Lord and the strength to trust him deeper. It's going to give you hope for the future. It's going to give you the leadership to make an impact in the lives of others. Starting first in your home, vision is powerful and necessary in the times that we're living. The world is too volatile and we can't project what's going to happen in the next 12 months or 12 years I think the last two years have proven to us that anything can happen. But what does God say? What does he see? That's what we need to know. And we can find security in simply walking with him and trusting his perspective, even when it doesn't all make sense. As the world grows darker and more difficult, we need to see what God is doing and hear what he is speaking. The Bible talks about, Without vision, people perish. I love what it says in Proverbs 29, 18. This is the Passion Translation. It says, when there is no clear prophetic vision, people quickly wander astray. But when you follow the revelation of the word, heaven's bliss fills your soul. So if you're feeling lost, if you're feeling a little bit confused, you need fresh vision and revelation. And that's going to come from the word of God. That's going to come from knowing him because he is the word. So let's talk for just a few minutes about the importance of vision and go over a couple ways that might be helpful and helping you gain greater vision for 2022. Since the beginning of time, our sight has been under attack. Back in the Garden of Eden, the serpent deceived Adam and Eve through their sight. Satan said to the woman, God knows that your eyes will be opened as soon as you eat it, talking about the fruit, and you will be like God, knowing both good and evil. It says Eve was deceived and then she ate the fruit. And what scripture says after that is at that moment, their eyes were opened and they suddenly felt shame at their nakedness. I just think there's, it's interesting that there is a connection between our sight and the attack of the enemy. There's just been an attack on our eyesight from the beginning. And I believe that God wants to restore back our vision as we seek him. We need to fight for our sight now and for the times to come. I've mentioned quite a bit last year the importance of beholding Jesus, which simply means to me sitting at the feet and looking at him. We desperately need to know him. We need to see him rightly. 
for who he is. We need to know his heart, his perspective. To see him is to know him. But are we looking or are we too distracted to even care? Are we so caught up in doing and accomplishing those well-meaning goals that we forget to behold Jesus? We need vision above setting goals this year. Let me share just a few examples from the Bible that have been highlighted to me recently so that you can see the importance of having vision. So the first story or example is Abraham and talking about the connection between Abraham and his inheritance. So here's what it says. I'm reading from Genesis 15. It says, Sometime later, the Lord spoke to Abram in a vision and said to him, Do not be afraid, Abram, for I will protect you and your reward will be great. But Abram replied, O sovereign Lord, what good are all your blessings when I don't even have a son? Since you've given me no children, Eliezer of Damascus, a servant in my household, will inherit all my wealth. You have given me no descendants of my own, so one of my servants will be my heir. Abraham's like, yeah, that's cool, God. Like all the things that you say and promise, that's cool, but like that doesn't make any sense. I don't even have a son. Like what the heck? But then it says, then the Lord said to him, no, your servant will not be your heir for you will have a son of your own who will be your heir. Then the Lord took Abram outside and said to him, look up into the sky and count the stars if you can. That's how many descendants you will have. And Abram believed the Lord and the Lord counted him as righteous because of his faith. So Abram, that's Abraham, he was struggling with like, God, I I don't know about what you're saying. I'm feeling a little lost. I'm feeling a little confused right now. He needed vision and God asked him to look at the stars. He gave him a vision and Abraham believed. He believed. So there was a connection between Abraham's vision and his future. And it took faith. So if you want clarity as you look into the future, it's going to take some serious faith. We have to walk by faith and not by sight. But we need his vision. That's the sight that we need to be seeing. It's not about what you see right now or even in your lifetime. It's about what God sees and what he says. Your life is a seed for the generations to come. So I just want to encourage you to remember God's promises in your life. Remember what he's already spoken. And daily, keep the vision that as you pour into your children, you are leaving a lasting legacy through the next generation. Your kids, they are your seed, your inheritance. And the vision for your life goes far beyond you. I don't think that you're going to have clear vision if you're only looking at yourself. And I just feel this huge call to bring to your attention the the desire and the importance of turning your heart back towards your homes. I, I have this quote, one of my favorite quotes, and I talk about it, is, you know, the most important work you will ever do is within the walls of your home. And I believe that because that is your inheritance. That is your legacy. God wants to use your family to change the world and you need to keep that vision in mind. But if you're only looking at yourself, you're going to be a little bit lost and confused, but there is more. There is more that he has and your inheritance is connected to your vision. Okay. Another story is the story of Gideon. And I think it's neat in this example, how Gideon and his vision, the vision that God has for him is connected to his identity. 
The story of Gideon is so amazing. I really encourage you to go read it for yourself. It's in Judges 6. But basically what's going on here is the Israelites, they've been disobedient and they've been oppressed for seven years. So in this little piece of time in history, it's been a dark, dark time. They're oppressed. The Israelites, they are absolutely miserable. They're fearful. They're literally starving. They're hiding in caves in the mountains. Like this is the life that they're living. And they finally cry out to God for help. And he sends an angel. And he sends an angel to meet with Gideon probably the most unassuming person. And Gideon, he's hiding in a wine press, threshing wheat when the angel appears to him. So here he is, he's in a wine press and he's hiding. He's completely at a low, low place in his life. He's hiding in the wine press because if anybody found out, if the Midianites found out about what he was doing, that he had food, he would get it stolen. I mean, they're starving. They're fighting just to like survive. So Judges 6.12, it says, the angel of the Lord appeared to him and said, mighty hero, the Lord is with you. Then the Lord turned to him and said, go with the strength you have. I skipped a couple of verses there and rescue Israel from the Midianites. I am sending you. A few verses later, it says, but Lord Gideon replied, how can I rescue Israel? My clan is the weakest in the whole tribe of Manasseh and I am the least in my entire family. The Lord said to him, I will be with you and you will destroy the Midianites as if you were fighting against one man. So interesting just to highlight that God, the way God saw Gideon was as a mighty hero. And he didn't say, hey, you need to do this and do that and get, you know, get stronger and get more qualified, get more worthy. You don't need to do these things. He just said, go with the strength that you have because I'm sending you. I've called you by name and I'm with you. And you know what? That is enough like that. God is with us and we need to remember that. And I think it's interesting in the story, Gideon, he was obedient even when things did not make sense. They looked impossible to him. And it took a lot of courage to walk in obedience to what God was asking him to do. But God used him to fulfill his word and do exactly what he promised. It wasn't about what Gideon saw or how he felt. What matters is what God saw and what he said. Gideon was in the darkest place of his life and he had no hope for the future. But the angel of the Lord came to him and gave him vision for who he was created to be, for the purpose on his life. And Gideon believed and God used him to be a mighty warrior to the nation. And the end of the story, Gideon, he truly became the fearless, strong warrior that God created him to be, not in his might, but in the Lord's strength. And it was his faith and obedience. There's that faith again, obedience, that surrender that led him to victory in his personal life and also led Israel to freedom. So I just want to bring to your attention that there was this connection between God's vision between vision and Gideon's identity. He had to believe he was who God says that he was. And he became that. In your life, there is a connection between your vision and your identity. And you can find a lot of security in who you are in Christ when you see yourself from his perspective. When you believe what he says about you. There's this success affirmation that goes, say what you see until you see what you say. So I say, say what God says until you see what he says. 
because God's promises are always yes and amen. So knowing what God says about us, it gives us hope. It gives us hope. So what are the promises that God has spoken over your life? Look at that. Because our perception is reality and we have to see clearly to walk in the truth of our identity. We need vision to see hope. We need clear vision to see him rightly so that we can see things from his perspective and God's perspective can become our reality. And I don't know about you, but I think our world needs hope more than ever. We need hope in our lives more than ever. And it all goes back to having proper vision. One more example, the story of Lazarus. I just read this this past week and it's so, so good. There's so much to it. This is in John 11. Here's, it goes, in the village of Bethany, there was a man named Lazarus and his sisters, Mary and Martha. Mary was the one who would anoint Jesus's feet with costly perfume and dry his feet with her long hair. One day, Lazarus became very sick to the point of death. So his sister sent a message to Jesus. Lord, our brother Lazarus, uh, the one you love is very sick. Please come. So what's crazy is that like these are Jesus's people. Like these are the people he loves. He's close to like he loves Lazarus. He loves Mary. He loves Martha. Like these are his people. And when Jesus heard this, he said, this sickness will not end in death for Lazarus, but will bring glory and praise to God. This will reveal the greatness of the Son of God by what takes place. So Jesus, he immediately, he saw things clearly. He had proper perspective. He had the bigger picture in mind. And he didn't rush over there, which is why Lazarus died. And the whole story kind of evolves how it does. But it's not that Jesus didn't care. It's not that at all. It's that he had vision. Therefore, he wasn't concerned. He saw the bigger picture. It continues and it says, then Jesus added, Lazarus, he's talking to his disciples, our friend has just fallen asleep. It's time that I go and awaken him. When they heard this, the disciples replied, Lord, if he's just fallen asleep, then he'll get better. Jesus was speaking about Lazarus's death, but the disciples presumed he was talking about natural sleep. Then Jesus made it plain to them, Lazarus is dead. And for your sake, I was glad I wasn't there because now you have another opportunity to see who I am so that you will learn to trust in me. Come, let's go see him. I want you to know that God sees things differently. The things in your life that feel dead and gone, maybe you feel like that opportunity has passed you by or it seems like that situation is just buried and over with. Hope seems lost. God sees those things as just sleeping. Like he has a different perspective and we need to remember that. There's a connection between vision and dead things coming to life. So those places in your life where it just feels like all hope seems lost, those places that feel dead, those places that just feel so deep and forgotten, know that nothing is impossible with God. They may look a certain way to you, but God sees things differently. And there's hope in that. And one more thing, I just want to remind you that there's a connection between the anointing of God and the ordinary. I think that we think that things should look a certain way. But we forget that the ways of God are often confusing to us. 
they don't make sense from an earthly nature. Maybe they don't look like extravagant or what we would think success should look like. Maybe they look simple and mundane. But if God is in it, that's all that matters. And I think about the story of Jesus when he healed the blind man. God healed his eyes. And you know what it looked like? The anointing on that man's life, the anointing on his eyes that gave him healing and clarity. It looked like spit mixed with mud. That doesn't make any sense. That doesn't seem spiritual. That doesn't seem extravagant. That doesn't seem fancy. God anointed his eyes with mud and spit and it healed him. It gave him clear vision. So I just want to encourage you to don't put God in a box. Open yourselves up and be available to whatever God has for you, whatever he says about you, whatever it's going to look like. Just trust him. And we need to see. It's so important that we see so that we can believe. We need vision so that we can lead the future generations because we're a piece of God's puzzle. You know, when you get a puzzle at the store, if you're going to go do a puzzle, you first, you got to look at the finished product. You got to look at the picture to get a vision of, okay, this is what it looks like. This is where these colors go. And this is how it's going to kind of go. And then you know how to start placing the pieces and, and how you have vision to actually know what to do with that. And so we need to keep in perspective that like God has the bigger vision and we are a piece of his puzzle. We're a part of his story. We're not creating our own story. Like we're a part of his story and we just need to place our peace and do our part in a way that's going to honor him in a way that's going to fulfill his vision for our lives. It's okay if you don't have crazy lofty goals for the year, or maybe if you just really struggled and wrestled with setting goals at this time, like it's okay, you, but you do need to have fresh vision. And you need to remember that some of the most insignificant or unseen things that you might do, they might actually be extraordinary in honoring to God. Before you make decisions or set goals based on what you can see right now, or maybe even how you feel based off what your circumstances are or what even makes sense, first, seek vision. Vision starts with seeing God rightly. So pursue the person of Jesus. Remember, pursuing your greatest potential in this life is pursuing the person of Jesus because he is the answer to everything. He is the source. He gives clarity. He gives vision. He lights up our path. And that is the answer to everything. So pursue the person of Jesus because it's the life of Jesus that reveals who God is. And in the presence of God, all fear, anxiety, pride, earthly perspective, it fades away and faith will rise. When we see God rightly, when you see God rightly, you can see yourself rightly and therefore you can live rightly and walk in your God-given purpose. And when you're walking in your God-given purpose, you get to make a greater difference and you get to take people along with you. It's a beautiful, beautiful body of Christ that he is calling us to be. So a couple ways real quick that you can just practically pursue vision in 2022. Super simple, maybe outside of the box a little bit. But the first thing I just want to encourage you is just ask God, like ask him for his eyes. This has been a prayer on my heart all year long. I feel like I've prayed this more than ever, but just asking him like, God, how do you see things? Where are you in this situation? What is your perspective? God, cleanse my eyes, open my eyes. 
Give me the spirit of wisdom and revelation. Ask the Lord for fresh vision. Ask him to see things the way he sees things, to see others how he sees others. So I say ask. Ask, seek, and knock. And don't stop. Keep seeking, keep pursuing, because God has more for you. He has amazing things for you. Even if you can't see it, he sees it. So pursue him, pursue his heart. And I just really believe that you will find so much hope in that. Okay, the second thing is I want to encourage you as you are seeking vision, perspective, seeking God's heart, more of him for this year. I want to encourage you to consider fasting and praying as you start the new year. Ask God to cleanse your eyes. Pray for the spirit of wisdom and revelation. Ask God to come and do what only he would do. I know for me right now, I'm starting the year off with a fast. I'm on that right now. Our family's actually participating in different ways together, but it's really important because this is the time where we can start our year set apart and surrendered. It's really about posturing our hearts in a place of, hey God, less of me and more of you. I'll be greater in my life. I submit to you. I surrender to you. And physically, as you cleanse yourself of the clutter from your body, you can ask God to cleanse your eyes, cleanse your heart, to consecrate you, to purify you, to refine you. Everything physical is spiritual. And there is a beautiful connection between fasting and our physical state, our physical growth. And I just want to encourage you to pray about that and to press into that and know that if you decide to fast, that you are not alone, that I'll be right there with you, going through that with you right now. And um, there's a lot of other people that start to year out that way too. A lot of churches, I know our church is fasting together as well. And so there's encouragement in having that community. So I just want to encourage you in that way. But it's really a time to remove the distractions and the things that take our attention and our affection away so that we can fix our eyes on Jesus and find vision for each day. One of the things that I'll be doing as I fast is unplugging from social media because I want to take the things that are distracting to me that might take my attention or my affection, the things that keep me away. And I just want to cleanse myself and I want to fix my eyes more on Jesus because I need his vision in my life. I need hope for the future. I need to know what he's saying. I need to know what he sees for my life because I just need him to light my next step and to light my path. And I believe fasting is an awesome way to enter into that. And I just want to encourage you to pray about that. Luke eleven thirty four through 36 says, Your eye is like a lamp that provides light for your body. When your eye is healthy, your whole body is filled with light. But when it is unhealthy, your body is filled with darkness. Make sure that the light you think you have is not actually darkness. If you're filled with light, with no dark corners, then your whole life will be radiant, as though a floodlight were filling you with light. The lens that we see life with matters. And fasting is a great way to ask God to purify our eyes, to pierce our heart with fresh anointing for the sake of his righteousness. Fasting is a great way to practically allow the Lord to purify us, not just our mind, our body, and our spirit, but our eyes. Like I said, again, just in closing, like we need hope for the future. Vision gives us hope 
and hope gives us the strength for today. It gives us the strength to wait on the Lord, to walk in our God-given potential because we get to walk in the presence of the Lord. So as you start this year strong, I want to encourage you to pray for vision, to plan for vision, and make sure that you stack up your goals to support God's vision for you in 2022. All of your goals, all of the actionable steps that you take should support the vision that God has placed on your life. Not the things that you see or what makes sense or what seems attainable, but really it all boils down to what God sees and what he says. So let's just pray into that for a minute. And I hope that something in this conversation encouraged you today, that it lit you up, that it spoke to your heart because God has such a great plan and such a great purpose for you. Your life is like a seed. And gosh, I was just reading this morning about a seed, unless it's buried, unless it dies, it can't produce fruit. And I just think it's time for us to remember that our lives are seed. It's not about us. It's about us laying down our lives and dying to ourselves so that fruit can be produced and that we can leave a lasting legacy and that we can fulfill God's purpose, his mission for us here on earth. We can be women on mission, walking in his purposes. So press into that deeper surrender and pray for greater vision. So Father, we just thank you so much for a new year. We thank you for the new things that you're doing in us. In faith, God, we trust you. We believe you. We believe the things that you say about us, Lord. And I ask that you would just take the scales off of our eyes, Lord. Take off the things that weigh us down, the sin that so easily entangles, Lord. Help us to fix our eyes on you, Lord. You are the author and the finisher of our faith, God. Lord, wash us and cleanse us of all the things that blurry our vision. We are desperate for vision. We are desperate for more of you, Lord. We need to see you rightly, Lord. We need to see you because we need to know you, God. We need vision because vision is going to allow us to see you and know you. Vision is going to give us our identity, Lord, secure us in who we are in you as daughters of the Most High King, God. Lord, I pray that you would just give us vision and wisdom so that we would know how to live our lives, what to do, God. Lord, I pray that you would give us the grace to wait on you, the strength to trust you deeper. God, we yearn for greater clarity, but what we really need is deeper trust. So I just pray for the woman listening right now that you would just fill her with a fresh hope for the future, God, that you would give her fresh vision and the opportunity to make an impact in the lives of others. I pray that you would Just give her the spirit of wisdom and revelation over her life, Father. Help her to trust you deeper and cling to your promises as she walks by faith and not by sight. God, we just give you our yes. We surrender our goals and our desires and our plans to your sovereign plans this year, God. And we just declare that we trust you and we just thank you for who you are in our lives, Lord. We thank you for your goodness and we honor you and we ask that we would bring glory to you in all that we do. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. Hey mama, real quick before you run off and do all the things. If you found value in today's conversation, it would mean the world to me if you left a review and subscribed to my podcast. I know you know how precious time is. The biggest thank you you can give me for taking the time to share on this podcast is to leave a written review. This helps me on my mission to encourage and empower others who are pursuing their greatest potential from home. 
So head over to iTunes, scroll down to the bottom of the Nourishing Mom Critter podcast to rate and leave a super quick review to let me know what spoke to your heart. And if you're feeling a little extra today, take a screenshot of today's episode and tag me on social. I value your time so much and appreciate you connecting with me. Find me at nourishingmichelle.com forward slash connect. 